everybody. Welcome back to the Insightful Thinkers podcast. We are doing another Origins episode today, this time about the origin of jazz music. I was recently watching a jazz concert and the idea popped into my mind to kind of figure out where the where this type of music started. And um, yeah, it's just very interesting. They were the way they were playing, it was so much improv and so much was not really being read from the sheets as you'll normally see in a performance. So, and it just seemed like they could go on forever. And I just thought, oh, how are they doing this? What, um, how did jazz become this way? So heavily reliant on improv and such a unique genre. So that's what we're going to talk about today. It's mainly going to be about the origins, but we're also going to talk about uh, the elements of jazz music, as I mentioned, impro- improvisation. For further reading uh, in this episode, the the text that I use mostly to that that uh, created this episode was Ted Gioia's "How How to Listen to Jazz," published in 2016. So, if you want to know more about this topic, you can look at that book. And there are also plenty of jazz history books as well by the same author and by different authors too. So what is jazz? First of all, when you hear it, you probably know when you hear it, but um, is there a way we can define it? Well, jazz cannot actually easily be defined in the same way as most music. To date, there is really no official or at least no single definition for what jazz is. Really, jazz is just a genre combined of many other genres. And that's what we're going to see here with uh how how jazz started but before we we figure out how jazz started let's talk about kind of some elements of jazz music so one of the first ones is improvisation as i kind of mentioned improvisation in music is the spontaneous invention of rhythms and melodies that is present in jazz and that is part of authentic African music. This idea of improvisation in music and in performance actually started with jazz's roots in uh, Western African music. Um, Jazz musicians, they really invent what they play. They often gather inspiration uh, from the melody or chords of a song, but sometimes they actually completely create their music from scratch. So, this improvisation that kind of I was witnessing when I was watching the performance and that many of you guys, uh, if you guys have seen any jazz performance have, have witnessed, it's one of the key elements that distinguishes jazz from other traditional music areas, especially from classical music. The jazz performer really is a creative improvising composer and is his or her own composer really as as he or she plays the music whereas in classical music if you watch them they have the sheets in front of them that performer typically expresses and interprets someone else's composition so jazz really relies heavily on improv whereas other genres of music do not compose music um and and improvised jazz music they may seem to be opposites but actually jazz muses a mixes a unique um kind of a unique mixture between this composed and these classical and uh, these improvised elements. The trick to jazz improvisation is playing music with both spontaneous creativity and intentional conviction as if they were playing the composed song. So they're really mixing in this composed element with their own kind of spiced up improv as they go along as they play it. 
There are three methods of jazz improvisation. So the first, there are melodic, harmonic, and motivic improvisation methods. Improvised melody occurs when musicians use slurs, alternate notes, and syncopation in order to recreate a song's melody in new and interesting ways. Syncopation, we're going to talk a little bit more about what syncopation is in jazz music in just a second, but syncopation is the deliberate disruption in the flow of music typically achieved by placing rhythmic emphasis between beats. This is something that's very unique to jazz. And as mentioned, we're going to talk about this a little later. Um, the second method of jazz improvisation is improvising harmonically. And this employs changes in chords and tones and soloing. And then we have the improvising by redefining the motives, the motivic improvisation in jazz. This, um, Improvising by redefining motive serves to sophisticate the musical arrangement by altering the structure of the song. So this is where the jazz artists really get to put their specific spice on the song and kind of it is it, it allows them to put their artistic touch on it. Just as no two artists would paint a scene in the same way, no two jazz musicians would improvise in the same way. So that's what this motivic improvisation does to a jazz composition every jazz solo that you'll see is it's really just pure inspiration it's not kind of um all pre-planned it's it's played in a way that it will never be played again or at least the greatest musicians play this song in a way that no one could play it just that way and then the next person who plays it even if they're deriving elements from that uh, that great musician's performance, they will never be able to play it in the exact same way. And they'll be, up, be able to add their own spice onto it as well. So every song, you're not going to hear it played the same way every time, which is a really unique feature to jazz. The syncopation that I talked about, we're going to delve into a little bit more of what this syncopation is in jazz music. Syncopation is a deviation from the regularly expected rhythmic pattern of the song. So often you'll see jazz musicians place stress on weaker beats or omit stronger beats. This is the way that jazz musicians, um, what they do is they place notes and accents before and after the beat in ways to emphasize the beat and keep it moving and keep it rolling, keep the swing or the pulse. And that's another element in jazz music. Syncopation really is what makes jazz sound so different from the more regular rhythms of classical or pop music. What's hap what they do is they kind of place a, they emphasize notes that they play on the upbeats. And so if you're tapping your foot along with a beat, Every time your foot is in the air during this upbeat, they accent the beat. That's syncopation. So it, it kind of makes you bob your head or it makes, it gives it some kind of a swing and things like this. And this is uh, a, a concept really inherent to jazz music. The pulse or the swing that I kind of mentioned, this is, <clears throat> this is a little bit more of an ambiguous uh, thing. It's a very rhythmic forward momentum that is achieved by changing the length of notes, holding some notes longer and making some notes shorter. But this, even this definition is just so broad. And uh, Louis Armstrong, one of the uh, jazz pioneers, he had a famous reply when asked what swing meant. He said, if you have to ask what swing is, you'll never know. So swing is really quite the ambiguous thing. It is jazz musicians and people more experienced in jazz than I 
um, or the experts know what it is and they know how to pick it up, but it is still quite ambiguous to the uh, novice listener, which I consider myself as, uh, just like jazz itself. Jazz itself as a genre is a little bit ambiguous because it melds so many different genres within it and it's constantly evolving. So swing, just like jazz, is quite ambiguous. We also have dynamics in jazz, and this is the last thing that I'm going to talk about before we dive into the origins a little bit. Dynamics refer to variations in volume of a note or phrase. Classical musicians will probably know kind of what this is, because in classical music, a number of Italian words have been adopted to describe these shifts in volume from pianissimo, which is very soft, to fortissimo, very loud. And you can tell quite a bit about the flavor of a concert piece by how many P's and F's you see on the written score. If you look at the score, you see these little P's and these little F's. That's the That kind of shows the dynamics of the song and when to play something soft or loud. In jazz, though, jazz composers also put this in into the score. But given the improvisational nature of jazz, many decisions on dynamics are made on the fly. They're made spontaneously as they play. So the dynamics that do exist in classical music exist in jazz, but more spontaneously. So that's kind of what I'm getting at here is with jazz. Everything is really spontaneous. It's improvised. And that makes it a very unique genre. Where did this unique genre come from? What is the origin of this? So what what really kind of seemed to start jazz was a, a mixing of elements from all sorts of different cultures, as I've kind of mentioned. So First, we have the mixing of elements from Europe and Africa. Jazz is sometimes defined as the encounter between African music brought to the United States by slaves and classical European repertoire. Jazz was born in New Orleans around the turn of the 20th century. So the first jazz recording, I believe, was like in 1920, but it had already started kind of just as the 1900s began. And the during this time, African-Americans started mixing their culture with European instruments and elements of classical music. Elemental rhythms and soulful vocals, as well as all manners of drums, guitars, horns, and pre-banjos derived from West African traditions, blues and gospel derived from black churches and from slave culture, and from Europe came the trombone, the trumpet, the saxophone, string bass, and piano, and, and all the brass instruments and things like this. So melding all of these things together created what is now known as jazz. Where was this taking place, though? Where were all these sounds mixing together? It was really happening in New Orleans. There was a, such a cultural diversity in New Orleans, and it served as the perfect recipe for the birth of jazz, really. No urban area on the planet offered a more diverse cultural mix during the years leading up to the emergence of jazz than New Orleans did. African Americans, French, Spanish, Europeans, and Native Americans mixed more freely than in most cities in the United States, and the atmosphere was conducive to new combinations of culture and fresh forms of expression. So what was happening in New Orleans was there were like these constant interactions um, between all these different cultures and they would kind of play their music together. And there were all these cultures partially because um, 
New Orleans is connected to the rest of the United States because it's kind of like at the gateway of the Mississippi. So it allowed all these cultures to mesh and meld. New Orleans was also more accepting of ethnic diversity due to its early history under French and Spanish rule before it became a part of the United States. So now we this is kind of the history of New Orleans. And then in by the time the 19th uh, the mid 19th century came around black slaves, some from Africa, some from the Caribbean, some from the interior of the American South gathered together on Sundays in New Orleans um, called the Congo Square in New Orleans to play music and cross pollinate their traditions. All these different cultures started to mix their music. And what happened was jazz in this cultural gumbo that was New Orleans. The earliest jazz was born during the 1880s and 1890s played primarily by African-Americans who brought their blues, spirituals, and work songs together with European music and instruments, especially brass. So you have kind of the African tradition with the drums and, and the guitar and, and the banjo and things like this. And then you have the brass instruments from the Europeans. And when you mix these things, um, it created kind of like a vibrant cultural cultural mix um, and created jazz, really. When vibrant cultural traditions are forced into such close interaction and exposed to so many disparate influences, exciting new hybrids of music invariably emerge from the mix. And that exciting new hybrid was jazz. So there's this role of the com combination of cultures, the Europeans and, and the, uh, the European culture and the African culture and all these things. There's also the role of the Jim Crow laws and racial segregation in the birth of jazz. The Jim Crow laws, we discussed this uh, must be about 10 episodes ago now on systemic discrimination in the United States. Uh, the Jim Crow laws were statutes that legalized racial segregation in the United States. These laws marginalized African-Americans by denying them the right to vote, to hold jobs, to get a sufficient education, or to access other opportunities. So black people were relegated to the worst parts of town, for instance, roads stopped at the border of many black neighborhoods, shifting from pavement to dirt, water, sewage systems, and other public services that supported the white areas of town often did not extend to the black areas as well. There were also poll taxes, there were literacy tests, and there were other devices that were implemented to prevent blacks from voting. So this institutionalized segregation uh, was imposed in the United States, but how did it apply to jazz? Well, Creoles, uh, of color from New Orleans, this type of people in New Orleans, who were the mixed race descendants of black and white ancestors, typically identified more with European culture than with Africa's before the Jim Crow laws. But after the Jim Crow laws of 1890 classified the city's mixed race Creoles as black, so now if you even if you're mixed, you're black too, so you're, you're going to be segregated against as well. Now the Creoles were only allowed to play with other black musicians, and this brought a greater musical fluency and technical skill to black music, since many of the Creoles of color were trained in classical music. So jazz emerged in part from the the merger of these two forms. These the the Creoles, the, the people of color who were the Creoles, they the kind of the lighter skinned or the mixed race Creoles, when they began to play with the other black musicians finally, now they started to bring in their classical training and a mix between um and when they mixed with the inner city improvisational style 
um, of the of the inner city African Americans, this is when um, you saw this again this mixing of styles to create jazz. Uh, you get kind of the disciplined classical approach of the Creole people, and then the improvisational um, kind of more free form of the inner city black people, and this really. Um, helped to create jazz as well. So jazz was born really through the mixing of cultures in the end, and, and racial segregation actually did play a role in in spawning jazz as well. So that's really how it all started. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in these origins. I don't, I haven't really been tracing, uh, the, I guess the last, uh, we had an or, the origins, of the ancient history of cannabis use as well. And it's too long, I believe, to trace the entire history of these things. And uh, I mean, maybe I could, I could pick it back up, but I think the origin is a lot simpler. And I think I find it a little more interesting just about the origin rather than the entire development of jazz, because that would just be impossible to cover in one episode. Um, this is why uh, we're getting some shorter episodes, which... Uh, which hopefully you guys are, are, are also enjoying. So in conclusion, the music of jazz has really continued to evolve with new styles and subgenres forming as the genre itself remains enigmatic to those who try to define it. Jazz legend Louis Armstrong, um, similar to <laughs> what he said about swing, he says, or, or I guess I'll use the same quote, maybe if you have to ask what swing is, you'll never know. So, um, there is this enigmatic kind of feature to jazz. No one really knows exactly what it is, but when you hear it, you know, okay, that's jazz. But uh, I just find it interesting um, kind of figuring out what exactly is jazz and getting a little more detail into that. So I hope you guys got a little more detail into what jazz is just by listening to this episode. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, we are growing our community by word of mouth. Um, so if you like this episode, please share it with a couple of people, a couple of your friends who are interested in jazz music or just music in general. Um, please subscribe as well or follow on whatever platform you're listening to on or watching on. Please leave a star rating or review as well on Apple Podcasts or like on YouTube if you're watching on there. Please also share your own ideas in the comments section or from the connect page on the website, insightfulthinkersmedia.com. Instagram at Insightful Thinkers Media and Twitter at TMITM. You can also check out the poems and the articles that are on the website. And if you want to join the monthly ITP video conference call where we choose topics to analyze together every month, you can support the podcast on Patreon. Whatever you do to support you guys, listening and watching is always plenty. Thank you for tuning in to the Insightful Thinkers podcast. As always, everyone, we'll be back next Monday, as always, for more in depth analysis into a diverse set of topics. Take care, everybody.